Hello there and welcome to episode 4 of Getting Lost in the Grey. So I'm DG from DG Podcasts and we are looking into ADHD today. A fun one, not really, but as with all mental health, it has its ups and its downs I suppose. Um... This is actually, this is one of the ones that really made me want to write this podcast. And, yeah, it just, it's really hit home for me a lot recently just because of uh, my own experiences with my own mental health. Uh, I've spoken about in the last two uh, episodes as well. Um, But, yeah, ADHD has actually become quite a pronounced one for me. It's not something I ever considered myself to have. And personally now... Having looked into it, and um, some of you may feel the same, having looked into it now, it's actually seems pretty legit to to be maybe something I might have. So yeah, uh, on the waiting list for that one. But yeah, that's enough about me. So again, as always, we are using our resources. Uh, NHS UK is one. We have Attitude. Sorry, I said that wrong. It's Attitude Mag. Um, Mayo Clinic and Kids Health for the uh, the children uh, ADHD piece. So all of these will be available on uh, social media and possibly in the descriptions. I've not quite figured that part out yet, but we're getting there. So uh, starting out with what is ADHD? So ADHD is Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Now it was previously known as ADD, which is Attention Deficit Disorder. So they didn't have the hyperactivity in there at the at the first stages of dealing with this. Um, so you may have noticed as much as I have, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's getting quite a lot of notice just now on your social medias and stuff. Uh, especially I've seen a lot of it on TikTok, depending on the algorithm and what you see. But yeah, I've seen a lot of things on there, and actually, it made that's what made me really delve into it more. I've seen a lot of people talking about their own symptoms and their own feelings around ADHD and the things that they like, their behaviours and stuff, which made me think more about how I behave and the things that I do. So yeah, uh, not very often social media uh, has such a positive light in my book, but yeah, um, it can be a very problematic uh, mental health issue at any age. But it's often been referred to as mainly an issue with children. Now that being said, um, what I've came to the conclusion of, just personally, is that a lot of people, especially people who have been like not undiagnosed as children, having ADHD, um, have gotten used to how to behave the way that everyone else does who's maybe not got ADHD, uh, everybody they've been around growing up. And certainly in my experience, I have learned how to dull myself down to um, behave in a more acceptable manner instead of the way that my brain wants me to behave. So as a 34-year-old person, I... I do have concerns about that because I think that 
a lot of adults are going to have ADHD and they could really do with some support um, to be able to get the best out of life, you know? Like, dulling yourself down and pushing, like, the thoughts and everything that we have and the way that we behave isn't isn't always going to be beneficial to us. So, yeah, that's just my personal take on it. But that's the way that I think of it when um, a lot of people talk about how it's uh, mainly in children. I think it's because purely when you're a child, you just you run wild. Your imagination runs wild. You behave how you want to behave. And then as you grow up, society pushes, you know, the normal... Um, putting air quotes here, but the normal um, way of thinking, which pushes onto you, which may or may not cause you to behave in that manner. Now, for me, I don't think there's any such thing as a normal way of thinking, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a strange one. It's not ADHD is a strange one, but the way that we're dealing with it and the way that we dull ourselves down so that we can fit in air quotes again so many adults do struggle with adhd and many 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 are undiagnosed um i tried to find exact numbers but mostly what i could find were uh they were quite skewed between uh different countries so i decided not to include them just because i'd have to go through almost every country's own particular figures on it and i'd don't want to get lost into statistics and figures uh, with regards to mental health. That's for the the people who deal with that kind of stuff to deal with. So, moving on to what causes ADHD. Now, this is very, very well discussed and no one's really came to any definitive reasoning as to what causes it. There are studies that are looking into uh, a few different bits and pieces around um, what could potentially um, relate to it. Not a direct cause by any means, um, but yeah, this is things they're looking at. So one of the things is premature birth, uh, another is low birth weight, and a bit more controversial, um, smoking alcohol or and substance use during pregnancy now i'm not going to defend substance misuse uh, substance use or anything like that but one thing when i brought this subject up to my own uh, parents um one thing that my mum my own mother has been for a large number of her life is a smoker and um I did breach the subject with them about what is is this a possibility? Did did mum smoke whilst pregnant with me? Now, as I say, I'm in my mid thirties now, so we're talking the nineteen eighties, late late nineteen eighties. Now, at that point, I've not looked into it in any great detail, but smoking, even when I was a young child, I have memories. Um, of smoking being very highly publicised and very well advertised as a you know a thing to do. So, as I say, I'm not 100% sure on this, but my take on it is that at that point in time, it may or may not have been 100% clear that smoking whilst pregnant would have been uh, a negative, you know, 
So, I mean, a lot of people, uh, there's still a lot of debates right now about smoking versus vaping, and we have very little information on what uh, vaping actually does to the human body because, you know, we've only just recently started it in the last, what, five, six years? So there's no there's no precedent. So um, that's just my take on it. And, I mean, everybody can take things how they want to take things, but it just... I wouldn't go ahead and start blaming your parents, in particular your mother, um, for having ADHD or certain other mental health things because they they smoke or drank, maybe on substances, but hey, that's not up to me, uh, whilst they were pregnant. Um, I think it all comes down to very, very much what I've said previously about how everyone is unique. No one person has ever had an exact same experience in life for the entirety of their life as another. So the way I'm trying to do this podcast as much as possible is to to try and have open discussions where we can look at things in a positive manner as much as possible and not delve into the negative these things may have had an impact on, in particular, like if we just look at my own experience, maybe if my mum did smoke, maybe it is why I could possibly have ADHD. I believe, I mean, I believe I do have ADHD, but it's not uh, a confirmed diagnosis, so I can't say 100%. But um, I don't know. And even if these studies, as I mentioned, came to... Uh, conclusions I would still um, I'd still be concerned that I wouldn't want to be laying the blame solely at my mum nor my parents as a general instance uh, door because there's a lot of things that can impact mental health and there's no way to know 100% that this is the one thing that has made a major, major impact so that's the way I think of it anyway um, coming back to what causes ADHD, hereditary uh, genes are um, believed to play a part, a large part. So, essentially, very similar to some uh, forms of uh, actual like health uh, issues and things uh, outstanding uh, sorry notwithstanding your mental health um, are believed to be hereditary as well but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to get it it does mean that you're at a higher risk of getting it for instance diabetes you know if you have family members who are uh, diabetic you're at a higher risk of developing diabetes doesn't necessarily mean 100% you're going to get it so I think Again, we just need to be a bit more careful about how we think about these things. If you have a family member, in particular a parent or a grandparent, who has ADHD or um, was diagnosed with ADHD or believes they did uh, have it, or do have it, sorry, um, you may be at a higher risk of developing it. But then again, we're not 100% on any of that. So the scientists are still looking into all this and I'm hopeful they will come to some definitive um, results. 
to be able to say what is and what isn't, uh, or what could play an, a role in it. So, yeah. There is additional research that suggests that exposure to certain chemicals can increase a child's risk of having ADHD. Again, I'm not going to go into this one too too much detail, just because it's still uh, it's still being researched. So, one thing to note: ADHD is not caused by bad parenting, too much sugar, too many video games, or anything along those lines. With that, I will say that obviously, you know, there's other health impacts from all of these. So, it may not be a cause of ADHD, but, you know, we should always maintain caution with moderation of certain things. ADHD is a brain-based biological disorder. It is literally something to do with the brain. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's a negative. There's a lot of positives towards ADHD. There's a lot of negatives towards it as well. So, we just need to be understanding in that aspect. So there is three subtypes of ADHD. So you have your primarily hyperactive impulsive ADHD. So people with this um they tend to act more as if they're they're driven by a motor and they don't have a lot of impulse control. They move around a lot, they fidget, they squirm, they do things at inappropriate times so interrupting um, impatience impulsive another thing to note with that is if it's with adults they will do impulsive buys so they may um, spend money in a much more reckless fashion compared to uh, someone who's maybe not uh, hyperactive impulsive so yes, um, another one is primarily inattentive ADHD. Now this is the one that refers to ADD. So this one is more of a type where you are finding it difficult to focus on um, one particular thing. Um, being able to complete tasks and one other one following instructions. Being distracted easily, forgetful, daydreamers, very easily to lose things. Um, so yeah, um, it is believed at the moment by experts that children who have this particular type uh, of ADHD are more likely to be undiagnosed. Purely because the hyperactive impulsive side is more disruptive. So it will be more noticeable. Whereas your inattentive is not quite as noticeable. So that's where that comes in. Now we have, of course, the mixture. The primarily combined type. So this one basically has a mixture of all or some of the symptoms that are in the previous two. Now, this one is a bit more harder to be get 
to be get to get diagnosed with because you know you actually have to um, meet a certain amount of the symptoms to be able to get that so yeah it's a bit it's a bit of a an interesting one is the combined but um, we'll move on here to ADHD in adults so some people tend to they they show less symptoms as they age as I said earlier we become used to how to behave we learn behaviours we learn to again air quotes behave normally and to control our impulses to focus harder if we look at the two different types I'm not going to look at the combined type because that's just that's covered by both anyway so that's the way that I look at it we do learn and in particular we learn from negative um, so like more punishments for doing the wrong thing if you think back to your school years you got in trouble for doing bad things and it was always brought up more often and you'll probably find it in your work and things nowadays where you will more likely get uh, pulled up, told off um, pulled into a meeting for something negative as opposed to being uh, praised for doing something correctly so yes almost all adults tend to find that you you would find that they they don't realize they have ADHD and it's a shame because they do tend to find that um, things are more challenging but because it is an internal an internal um, so like an actual brain issue you don't know what goes on in everyone else's head so you don't know how people are finding their own tasks how they are finding their uh, managing their own hyperactivity and things so you don't you believe 100% that everyone else thinks in the exact same way you do and not everyone does so that's the way I always viewed it. I always thought that everyone thought in the same way I did. The way that I fidget, the way that I um, impulse buy, the way that I buy silly things that are completely useless, but I can't stop thinking about them. Um, yeah, those those feelings. And how you react to missing a deadline, to uh, having to go out to a social gathering how you would plan for it, etc, etc. Um, some symptoms, just to give everybody some food for thought here, uh, with adults, slightly different from the child uh, version. A lot of these are in here, but um, some of them aren't. So impulsiveness, as mentioned. Uh, now, that can be uh, not just related to purchases. It can be impulsiveness with anything. Um, you know, you just randomly decide that you want to go for uh, a walk to the shops. You just—it's just the impulse to do something without previously thinking about it. Um, time management, 
now that's an interesting one because for me it's been instilled in me that um, I can't be late to things but one of the things in this is poor time management skills so my time management is rather well which is another thing which put me off thinking that I had ADHD uh, problems focusing on a task multitasking issues uh, excessive activity or restlessness planning um, frustration tolerance mood swings the, the list goes on there is a lot um, with that the support that's there now for anyone who's in the UK who's listening the waiting lists are very very long for anything so if you do feel that any of these resonate with you or anything along those lines I would strongly strongly urge you to get yourself to your GP and get on the waiting list because you're talking at least a year to two years um, depending upon where you are and your local health authority if obviously you have the funding to be able to go private fantastic but if you don't then I would strongly recommend you get yourself onto any waiting list that is related to anything you're going through and whether you want to do that or not if you feel like any of the symptoms that I've said are having an impact on you or a family member or a child as well like if you've got if you're a parent with a child who's you think maybe ADHD um, or uh, you know like any of the other ones the inattentive one the impulsive the combined um, please have the conversations with your GP because the child waiting lists are very long as well so it would be beneficial to start those conversations early. I would think it would be much rather for everyone that you raised your concerns, got seen, maybe one, two appointments by the uh, correct professional, and then were, they were able to tell you that, no, actually, they don't believe that your child has this, maybe they have something else. Or maybe they don't have anything and they're just a very active child or they're just maybe need some help with certain aspects and their attentiveness. So I don't see there being any negatives to having that conversation, especially with children. Um, getting them the support to be able to make sure they get the best out of life. It just it gives that, that starting point. And the, it would really benefit them if you do feel that there is anything there that a professional could help with. And please don't be d d deterred by anything you've seen in movies or heard in stories or anything like that. The The general consensus, especially within the UK, is all I can say. I can't really say for any other countries, but certainly what I would believe is they are there to help. They're not there to try and find problems. They're trying to find solutions. Um so yes 100% please have these conversations with your GP if possible uh, they may move to prescription of medication once a diagnosis has been confirmed um, there is no cure for ADHD not that it's something that people should really aim to cure it's more a management process and that's the way that it needs to be viewed. You're not going to be able to send someone away to uh, any kind of professional where they're going to cure these kind of things. And most mental health is not something that can be cured. It's managed. So um, 
other ways of managing are behavioural therapy, um, children who are diagnosed, parent training and education programmes. Now, they are fantastic ideas because if a parent can handle how a child is uh, struggling, it really helps the child to understand. It really does. Um, social skills training, that's, again, fantastic because a lot of children tend to have, uh, especially if we're looking uh, at any children who were very young at the pandemic stage when we all went into lockdown, whatever country you're in, social skills training is going to be beneficial because I don't know about anyone else, but certainly my youngest um, is lacking in some social skills because of the limited social contact she had during the pandemic. Basically, the only people she really spent any time with was myself, her brother, and her mother. So this is certainly something that we are concerned about. Uh, and we'll just give a couple of wee tips for parents here. So if you are the parent with a child who has ADHD or you suspect has ADHD or any mental health at all, make sure that you have the conversations with your GP has said already and make sure that they explain things to you. Um, if they don't feel that your child has ADHD, ask them why and what do they suspect that your child may have or is there anything that you can do to help or they can do as well um, manage your child's uh, behaviour, your child's um, inattentiveness, hyperactivity, everything like that. If it's not ADHD and they don't have a definitive diagnosis, they still should be able to provide support. Um, you also need to think about who else may need to know about any diagnosis like that, ADHD. So school, crucial very crucial and the school should be providing support and discussions should be positive when you're having these discussions with a school they should not be oh no we can't have an adhd child in a class no no no. the child just needs to the teachers and everyone needs to be able to manage expectations there they are trained to be able to do these things and if they're not extra support should be put in place now i know in the uk there's a lot of uh, debates about what supports are allowed and things like that just now, so I'm not going to get into that. Um, if you are if your child or yourself even is prescribed medicine, please look into the uh, side effects, especially with children, um, because they may not share um, any mental side effects that they have. So please look into that. Uh, look into the local support groups. You are not alone. Every, everyone knows someone who may have ADHD or has been diagnosed with ADHD or any other mental health. You are not alone. And there will be support groups out there. I hate to say it, but look on Facebook. Look on your local area. Reach out to your local GP as well, because they will be able to tell you about local support groups. Even if you can't get... You don't have to talk to the GP about it, but the practice that they are at will know these information. So please do reach out. Um, other parts are that if you feel there's any mental health at all, any that um, 
you have or your child may have please again reach out get support and do everything you can both for yourself and for your child and everyone around you um next episode we're going to be looking at vast now you may not have heard about this one i didn't hear too much about it either until very recently it is very new um and it is a form of adhd um which is why it's coming after this one so make sure to tune into that one and i will see you very soon so thank you very much for listening and we will see you soon